Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 times 15. This is part four of our prediction special for 2018. Thrilled to be here today. We are live. It is Wednesday, January 10th, 2018. I got to change the date in my notes here. Yes, Bonnie. We have had three already episodes of specials. We brought you 45 predictions from thought leaders all over the world, and they are rocking it, let me tell you. Let me start off with a quick note about some famously wrong predictions in history. And then I'll tell you who our first guests are in our first segment. Uh, how about Thomas Watson, the chairman of IBM in 1943, said the following, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. Okay, thank you, Mr. Watson. How about H.M. Warner, who founded Warner Brothers in 1927, said, who the hell wants to hear actors talk? Okay. What about Lord Kelvin, the president of the Royal Society in 1895, said the following, heavier than air flying machines are impossible? Okay, Lord Kelvin. And one more from Charles Duell, the commissioner of the U.S. Office of Patents back in 1899. He said, everything that can be invented has been invented. Well, I just have to say, duh. Okay, so here we are. It's time for our predictions. We fondly call these episodes predictions on steroids because they are fast and furious. So fasten your seatbelt. We've got a lot today. I have three of my four guests for the first segment. One is still trying to call in, but let me tell you who we've got. Uh, briefly, Amit Rustagi is a big data technologist with Western Digital. He's an expert with many years of industry experience. Uh, in the past, he was a big data technologist at Yahoo and eBay, oh my, for building large-scale distributed processing systems. Joining him in this segment will be Frank D. Geisler. He's CEO and Chief Marketing Officer of ERP Sourcing AG in Zurich, Switzerland. He's also President of the Swiss Chapter of the NPO Labdo, L-A-B-D-O-O dot org. It's a grassroots initiative with volunteers who collect unused but working laptops. They refurbish them with Linux and educational software and donate them to children, schools, and refugees around the world for a better education. And rounding out this segment will be Kirsten Boyleau, who is sponsor of our ongoing Continuing Renewing series about social selling. She is the head of regional engagement and social selling at SAP and responsible for dynamic collaborations and partnerships between global and regional teams. She's an expert in, of course, social selling, digital marketing, and leadership. Kirsten was recently named to the top 100 social selling influencers list, ranking at 40. That was a while ago. I think she's moving up the list. So welcome to all three of you. And let's start out with our first panelist, Amit Rustagi. We're ready for you at Western Digital. Let's have two minutes of your best predictions. Go ahead, Amit. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for the introduction. So my introduction for 2018 uh, is 2018 will take us into the world of interface simplification. So this is also based on my day-to-day -day experience with all the things around me. So whether I am uh, interacting with my phone, my car, or anything around me, I still feel that all these interfaces, which are traditional, they need abstraction, and they need simplification. Have you ever thought that somebody, when they ring their doorbell, the doorbell, speaks out the name of the person. 
My phone, my smartphone becomes a really smartphone. My smartphone knows my calendar, my smartphone knows the traffic, and based on those circumstances and conditions, it sets up my daily schedule automatically, like what time I need to leave, what I need to take. So what is really required is redefining how we interact with machines and how these machines interact with us. So we, all of us know that all these uh, advances in AI, they are making basically a new definition, like how human to machine and machine to interaction, all that is becoming possible. But right now, so with the 2018, we will start seeing unprecedented products in this area. We have seen products like Alexa, Google Home, and a lot of chatbots. Those are AI assistant. But what I am predicting here is more than what we are seeing today, we will see a progression from AI and IoT to a system that will blend both of these and that will make us have our lives easy. And let me give some examples, basically, like some of the products which are coming in this area. This is a Japanese company. It's called Gatebox. So Gatebox has come up with a virtual home robot, and they have created like a virtual assistant that can talk to you, that understands your feeling. It can even text to you. Right now, it's available only in the Japanese, and it's available for thousands of dollars. There are products out there which you can put outside of your door. It recognizes the, uh, somebody who rings the doorbell, and it will say, speak out the name. So there's a lot of friction out there when we use the machinery around us, and having the products basically which will make our day-to-day lives really easy, I think 2018 we will start seeing those products around us. Thank you very much. That's very, very exciting, Amit. And I was pleased to hear you mention simplification as well as assistance that understand our feelings. Yes, I want more. I want automation to understand my feelings too. Let's see how fast it comes here to the U.S. Thank you so much. We are now going to bring on our second panelist. He got through. It's Tom Raftery, Global VP, Futurist and Internet of Things Evangelist for SAP. He was a futurist for Gerd Leonard's, Leonhard's Futures Agency. Tom Raftery, you're up. Happy New Year, and let's hear your predictions. Go ahead, Tom. Bonnie, how are you doing? Happy New Year. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's always interesting to try and predict what's coming next. And as, as kind of a futurist, I tend to take a longer look ahead. I tend to take a kind of five to ten year uh, horizon on, on predictions that I do. So uh, doing a one year one is always actually harder for me than doing a five to ten year one. Um, so for this show, I, I, I thought a bit about what, what might be coming down the line. Um, I wrote a blog post on it, which is up in Forbes, talking about the eight predictions I have for just the IoT, the kind of area that I concentrate on uh, for, for the next year. And in, in that area, in IoT, I see a lot of things like the IoT cloud platform market is going to consolidate quickly. The IoT hype is going to finish and we're going to move into possibly an area of, you know, the, the trough of disillusionment that, 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 that precedes mainstream adoption, that that's going to happen this year. Uh, things like IoT architecture evolving 
from data ingestion and analytics to an intelligent, event-driven solution for end users. Uh, And there's a number of other things like digital twins as well, evolving from concepts to blueprint and implementation for data sharing within and across companies. The whole idea of digital twins uh, bringing intelligence out to the edge rather than it being at the center. Uh, And it's not just IoT, but I mean, if you think of other things that are happening, we're seeing lots of movement in artificial intelligence and in blockchain uh, and uh, in in cryptocurrencies. I mean, the the blockchain and cryptocurrencies are all the hotness now. I can see things like uh, Bitcoin receiving more adoption in the next 12 months and becoming more mainstream. Uh, It's quite uh, topical, as I say, at the moment, but I, I think that's going to go away and we'll start to see it becoming more current. And, and some of the other altcoins that are out there are starting to become more mainstream as well as they help banks and financial regulators uh, to, to move money more easily and uh, in, in a more frictionless manner. So that's, that's, that's what I see happening in the next 12 months anyway. Thank you, Tom, and welcome. Glad you were able to get through. Hang on. Let's go to our <laughs> next guest in the segment. It's Frank Geisler at ERP Sourcing. Frank, I've got two minutes with your name on them. Go ahead. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, Frank from Zurich, Switzerland. It's afternoon over here, and I like what Tom just said and would like to dive in further detail. I uh, see mainly three things. The first thing I see, and they're all interconnected, is cloud first. Um, I think there will be more and more cloud business, especially for the small and medium enterprises where we will serve with hosting, outsourcing, and in general cloud business. And I think more companies will use more apps or bring more applications into the cloud, and they will understand more than ever that if they don't do this, it, uh, it will be a big challenge for them, and they might even go out of, out of business unless it's their own core business to be in the cloud. The second thing goes back to what Tom said. It's the Internet of Things. So I see that traditional business will change a lot, and I even would call it uh, like EAAS, so an everything as a service, which has pros and cons. And the pros, also we have uh, heard artificial intelligence, e-machine learning. But I think there might also be negative things like crime as a service, uh, the darknet, or even ransomware as a service, which I think might increase in 2018. And the last thing, number three, which ties back to that, is our security issues. So we all know, I have heard about the current things going on with the, with the chip thing, the design obstacles with Meltdown and Spectre, and I feel we will see more over the course of uh, this year in 2018. Very exciting. Thank you. I love that everything is a service. I think we've been leaning toward that because we have so many alphabet soup as a service, and it's time for everything. Thank you, Frank. And rounding out this segment, Ms. Kirsten Boyleau calling, I think, from Waterloo, Canada. Wherever are you today? Kirsten, Happy New Year. Welcome, and let's hear your predictions. Happy New Year, Bonnie. Yes, I am in Waterloo today. And my predictions uh, are focused around my area of expertise, of course, which is uh, social selling. And, um, and I really would like to say that I think social selling is going to go beyond the basics. Uh, we've spent a lot of time and there's a lot of people talking about the basics of, of social selling. And we're really going to take it beyond that this year. There's a lot of um, kind of uh, conversation happening right now where the 
sales reps are saying, okay, I've got the basics down. What's next? How can I incorporate this in even greater into my everyday activities? How can I make it more simple? How can I, you know, to go back to uh, Amit's um, comment about simplification, how can we bring in uh, things like AI and uh, machine learning into our sales process? Um, to make it a better engagement and better experience for the customer. Uh, I think there will also be a greater emphasis on what is needed from a marketing perspective and, and how marketing needs to transform and, and to be able to fulfill the needs of, of the sales organization. Uh, sales and marketing will come even closer together. There really has to be a, a complete and total alignment in the digital transformation uh, between sales and marketing. And I suspect that that will, will um, hopefully uh, actually happen in 2018. Thank you very much, Kirsten. Give me a quick overview here of social selling. That's your forte, your expertise, your niche. Anything new on the in platforms? Do you envision anything besides the usual? I shouldn't say the usual. The LinkedIn and the Twitter and, and any other places that businesses will need to be? Any, any peek, sneak peek? I have uh, some... Potential. I can see some potential for Facebook becoming more of a platform for um, sales reps to be able to, in a B two B perspective, because it's still, even though it's B two B, you know, sales, it is also human to human, and uh, that's uh, Brian. Um, I forget what his last name is, but uh, <laughs> somebody else's. Uh, words, uh, that human to human thing. But I think that that's something that we really need to embrace and make sure that, uh, you know, even though there's AI perhaps being involved in uh, the sales process, that it still is a very human to human interaction. Thank you very much, Kirsten. That's good news, I think. I'm not sure. We'll find out, won't we? I want to quickly go back through this panel, this segment, and ask you each what was your favorite drink over the holidays. Just give me one or two words. Amit Wistagi, what was your favorite drink on holidays at the end of 2017, please? Um, During the holidays, yeah, most of the time, yeah, so uh, I was traveling and... Uh, I was enjoying the different kind of cocktails. Uh, uh, Mojito was my favorite. Mojito, thank you very much. Tom Raftery, what was in your cup over the holidays? (laughs) Well, you know, Bonnie, we've had this conversation before. I'm a beer drinker, I'm afraid. I'm a bit of a Philistine. (laughs) So um, uh, for me, uh, living living in the south of Spain as I do, my my favorite beer is Cruz Campo, and I, I consumed quite a few glasses of that over the holidays. Well, cheers and skull to you. Frank D. Geisler, what did you drink over the holidays? I guess you know what it is. It's the Italian breakfast of champions, and that my <laughs> that is my favorite Italian red wine and a raw egg. Uh, you are my champion. And Kirsten, dare I ask, what was in your cup over the holidays? <laughs> uh, my, my favorite uh, drink over the holidays was a really nice Pinot Grigio. Oh, nice, nice. And I discovered Barefoot brand Riesling. I love the little Barefoot logo Mm. and the little gold on the cap. And they sell it in my supermarket here in Durham. And they have a whole display of of Barefoot wines. And I discovered the Riesling. Very sweet. Thank you so much, Amit, Tom, Frank, Kirsten. You're my champions leading off part four of our prediction special. We're going to drop your lines. We're going to bring on our four next panelists, segment two. And we're going to be continuing the party here. Predictions on steroids on Coffee Break with Game changers don't even think of touching that mouse that app that dial you're going to learn a lot and we'll have some fun too so i'm just going to say aaron out 
business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed. This is part four of our 2018 prediction special. We're live today. It's January 10th, 2018. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thrilled to be here. And let's talk to our next four thought leaders who were ready with their predictions. Let me tell you who they are, and then we'll get started. First up, Chandran Saravana, Senior Director, Advanced Analytics at SAP. He has over 20 years of experience in the tech sector. Before SAP, he consulted with four C-level executives and advised on cloud, big data, IoT, and analytics strategy and tech direction. Joining him in this segment is Bill Powell, Director of Enterprise Architecture for Automotive Resources International, you may know them as ARI. They're the largest privately held fleet management company in the world. Bill is passionate about analytics. He focuses on how organizations that intertwine analytics with core business functions can create efficiencies, a culture of innovation, and turn customers into raving fans. And who doesn't want that? Michelle Hovitt is our third panelist. She is the Client and Partner Innovation Director for KSM Consulting. She served as interesting deputy city manager for the city of Arveda, Colorado. She was the city CIO chief information officer and the city was recognized year after year as a top 10 digital city. Wow. She was named top 25 doer, dreamer and driver by GovTech magazine and the White House recognized her as a champion of change for local innovation. All stellar achievements and rounding out the segment, Roger Quinlan, senior VP of the SAP Global Partner Managed Cloud and global BPO organization. They help develop new channels to market for delivery of SAP solutions in the cloud. And Roger serves as the executive sponsor for SAP's community outreach program, directing SAP's charitable giving and volunteer activities for Silicon Valley. And he's a board member of the Tech Museum of Innovation since 2008. What a great panel. Chandran Saravana, you are up first. I'm ready for your predictions. Go ahead. Good morning, morning. Happy New Year. And Thank you. The number one prediction I have is that digital disruption means replacing middlemen. What it means is more and more middlemen will be get replaced in this year. Uh, that's through the technologies we have, like the machine learning, artificial intelligence. All those things will have a huge effect on it. That's a number one prediction from my side. And number two prediction is the more and more knowledge work productivity increases uh, through the machine learning technologies. Uh, through an automation. 
And those are the big two I have. And there are a bunch of other sub-bullets underneath it, I would say. Enterprise, seek for uh, formalizing the standards of uh, AA technologies in their enterprises. Primarily, right now, they will be doing a lot more technologies here and there, uh, experimental things. Those things will be standardized in the enterprise. And more and more, very sophisticated cyber attacks will happen. They also use machine learning as well. And the cry for machine learning and ethics will be very, very high in the roof. Those are the big ones from my side. Wow. Wow. We haven't had anybody talk on these shows yet about the cyber attacks. You're saying they're using the same smart technologies that companies are using to try and keep them at bay, and they're using them, the bad guys and gals, to create more sophisticated attacks. There's a warning. Thank you, Chandran. Bill Powell, ARI, we're ready for you. Hey, Bonnie. So I have uh, three segments here. I'm a, you kind of know, We know each other pretty well. I'm a technology guy working in the automotive market and then also teaching at the university. So I, I, I hit on three of these areas. The, the first one is uh, what we're calling transalytic systems. Right? So uh, I've been listening to your radio show, a lot of great information about uh, analytic systems and machine learning and blockchain and, and, and all that and all the good use cases, business cases that will be derived from that. Uh, but if you, if you take a step back and look at what, how these systems need to be uh, re-architected to, to come through on that, um, we need to start looking at that and combining trans, uh, transactional systems and analytic systems and stop thinking about those as two separate systems. So you're going to see a lot of progress. I'm starting to see it already. But I think this is going to be the year in 2018 we're going to see some major corporations collapse those two systems together so that you have simplified architecture and you can come through in those business, case, you can come through in those business cases and move at the, at the pace of the business. Tell me something. Um, Who's going to do this? Who's really the main one that comes out when people ask me about how to become more pervasive with the analytic systems is the company culture. I mean, that's a, that's a big one. It's not easy to dance around. Um, how do you how do you change your culture to a data driven culture? And I heard it recently at a CDO conference, and it was a great piece. I thought I, I just wrote it down. I thought I'd bring it up here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the big the big challenge there is cult, company culture moves. Uh, it's, it's one of the largest barriers, and it moves in a linear fashion while information and data moves exponentially. So h- how do you have those two, two competing objectives move towards the same direction? It's a very challenging uh, prospect, but I think you're going to see a lot of movement on that in 2018. In the automotive market, uh, the evolution continues towards autonomous, autonomous assets. You're going to see a lot, uh, lot more movement in the V2V, the vehicle-to-vehicle, and the V2I, the vehicle infrastructure. That's going to become more pervasive. And then the big driving factor there also is the price drop for LiDAR. That's the, um, the technology that the, uh, the vehicles use for seeing around. Um, Waymo has already come out with something that's about a 90% reduction in that, which is, you know, where there's a need, there's a way. And the price point isn't there yet from an economic perspective, but it's getting there. And I think you're going to, once you see that, you're really going to start to see, see uh, some progression. And then finally, on the, um, the university side, uh, we have all this new technology. We're moving at a very rapid pace. Are universities keeping up? Are they training students in a way that business uh, to satisfy business needs? Some are, most aren't. And you're going to see a lot of movement towards that in 2018 with uh, an enhanced ecosystem between universities, technology companies, and industry to make sure that what's being taught there, the uh, analytics as an example, is not simply just another degree, but it's embedded, ingrained in everything they do, just like literature, history, and math. Thank you. Very interesting. We haven't had anybody else that I recall in the other segments, um, Bill, talk about colleges and the need to have education keep up with what's happening in business. Thank you. Michelle Havitt, you are up next. Predictions, we're ready for you. 
Awesome, Bonnie. You know, I think it's going to be a, a perfect 2000 and great team this year. So that's my new mantra. It's a year of adventure. So let's get right to it. What I'm thinking about really is going to be a year of digital transformation, but it's going to be pushed by human needs, consumerism, and emerging tech. A lot of my peers on the show have been talking about blockchain, IoT, AI, and more. What I want to do is flavor this conversation with my predictions to speak directly to these technologies, but why are they important? And why are they important in the industry, which I focus on, which you spoke about is government. So I think mm-hmm. 2018 is going to be the year when more organizations use empathy to start these digital transformations. They need to know exactly what their clients' needs are, really know their customer, their motivators, their needs, and their problems. And you can do this with tools that um, SAP and others use quite frequently, like design thinking, to really determine those needs and what the issues are. And all of this, I think, really pushes into these emerging technologies like AI, chatbots, IoT, and others, whether you use them individually as tools for your organization or government or whether you bring them together to match those needs. So, for example, think Alexa, um, digital assistance. Some trends I see driving this is consumerism in this emerging tech. These devices are being used more and more, and 72% of those that have these devices in their home use them in their daily routines. And the numbers from IDC see these even higher. So by 2025, we'll have about 4,800 of these types of interactions every day, individually, about every 18 seconds. So how does this matter in government? How do you um, delight citizens? There's examples. So in the UK, they're using Alexa to allow citizens to report crimes, for example, with voice. They're um, using a tool called Ask Missy in Mississippi as a 311 system to get information. State of Utah, for example, has um, a skill for Alexa that allows you to get information about big game and fishing. Um, And then El Paso just released something called Ask Laura. So you can ask through the air, through your device, um, information about government. The second thing I really want to predict this year is while we're doing all these emerging technologies and thinking about it from a human perspective, we need to think about that as a service methodology that others have talked about today, but we need to think about failure as a service. Failing fast, moving on, iterating, innovating, getting those human needs in place, and then moving forward. Wow, wow, wow. That was a lot. Thank you, Michelle. I'm trying to keep up with the tweets. Appreciate that. We'll listen to the replay. (laughs) Roger, really, Roger Quinlan, you are up next. Two minutes belong to you. Roger, go. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you. Uh, So three topics. Um, You know, last time we spoke, we talked about vertical and geographic specialization. I think we're going to see that even more into micro verticals. So not just about healthcare in, in the country of South Africa, but how do you help our partners develop solutions for our clients in neighboring Botswana and Mozambique and Nambia. Uh, and how do, we, how, do, how do they take that expertise once they've captured that market and spread it to Tier 2 and Tier 3 automotive suppliers? So creating solutions that are very specific in a very specific geography for a very specific micro-vertical. We're going to see more of that. That's the first one. Second one is we'll see increasing specialization in our partner firms, uh, not just around um, you know, doing work around omni-channel, but specifically doing work in omni-channel e-commerce for consumer products companies. And large companies like Accenture, IBM, and Deloitte can afford to, to have broad skill sets, but not the others. So you'll, you'll see more and more specialization in our partner firms. Uh, and then the third one is increased interoperability of capability. And by that, I mean, you know, companies that are uh, partners that are going to be able to 
to combine solutions. As an example, artificial intelligence around managing complex supply chains in the apparel footwear industry or using machine learning to drive the smart replacement of consumable products and preventative maintenance to ensure the uptime of an analytical lab. Um, Those kinds of things are going to be more and more important. I also believe that in this process, we're not just going to be automating more and more routine tasks. That's pretty common today. We are going to be automating more and more of the complex decisions that need to be made. Uh, And then the final thought uh, that I'll leave you with is uh, companies that can link their core mission to doing well in the local community and the world will win. And that's not just employee volunteerism, but using technology to uh, make the world run better. Uh, Certainly SAP has a a vested interest in that. We spend a lot of time on it. I think other companies that, that are doing similar things will be winners in the marketplace. So those are kind of my three predictors uh, and my parting thoughts for the day, Bonnie. Thank you. Wonderful. All four of you, terrific. And I have a quick parting thought. What was your favorite drink over the holiday? Let's start with Chandran. What were you drinking in your cup? Chandran, you still with us? Yes, Bonnie. Uh, my favorite drink was Lazi. That's an Indian drink, yogurt drink. Thank you very much. Sounds interesting. Bill Powell, what was in your cup this holiday? Well, Bonnie, I had a few things, but my, I, if I had to pick one, my favorite would be this time of year, a gingerbread martini. Ooh, I want the recipe. You can email it to me, please. Thank you very much. Michelle Hova, what was in your cup? Again, adventure being the theme, I uh, started drinking pink squirrels. Oh, come on, quick. What's in it? Give me the top two ingredients. Um, cream to cocoa, cream to almond cherry flavoring of some sort, and plain cream. Oh, be still my heart. And here I was just drinking plain, unadulterated eggnog right out of the carton, and I like that too. Roger Quinlan, what was in your cup? Irish coffee. Very simple. Ah, the good stuff. Thank you, Chandran, Bill, Michelle, and Roger. Happy New Year to all four of you. We're going to drop you, and we're going to come right back in 90 seconds with segment three of part four. That's a lot of numbers, Bonnie, of our prediction special. We call it Predictions on Steroids. So we're looking at uh, Nathan Ott, Cara DeGraff, Vanessa Edmonds, and David Denbo are coming up. So don't even think of touching that, Matt. You know the deal. Aaron out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed. Here we are. Segment three of part four. Okay, enough with the numbers. Let me tell you who's on this part of the show. Nathan Ott, the author of The DNA of a Game Changer. That's a title made in heaven. And The DNA of a Game Changing Team, as well as co-founder and CEO of the GC Index, the only digital instrument to identify, assess, and develop corporate game changers, regardless of age, gender, race, or level. Very interesting. Joining him, Cara DeGraff. She's the VP of Product Management at Vistex, global software provider that enables clients to drive revenue by managing master data, contracts, pricing, rebates, and incentive programs. She's worked for manufacturers and distributors across many industries. There you go. Vanessa Edmonds is joining us. She's the leader of TMG's research practice. It's called Research, Innovate, Materialize Solutions, RIM Solutions. She is a results-driven utility industry strategist, research analyst, author, and speaker. And lastly on this segment, David Denboer founded Column 5 Consulting in 2005. He wanted to extend the focus of EPM beside just implementing technology, assembling a team of business process visionaries and senior product talent with unmatched ability to deliver world-class EPM solutions. Happy New Year to all four of you. Mr. Nathan Ott, GC Index. You're up first. I got two minutes with your name on them. Nathan, let's hear it. Hey, Bonnie. Uh, well, I hope 2018 style well for you. Um, it's good to be speaking to you again. Uh, Thank you. you. Know, we love your Game Changer show. We're, we're very passionate about everyone making a game-changing impact. Um, so my 2018 prediction, well, I have, I have one main prediction, really, and, and that's if organizations are brave enough to take this leap of faith, then it, it does generally become game-changing for them. Uh, I mean, I predict there'll be really an increase in the number of organizations who, who are generally going to recreate their talent frameworks to, to support the 21st century world of work. Um, and I mean recreate, not, not just modify or incrementally um, improve. You know, the most game-changing organizations of, of 2018 will be the ones who are brave enough to move away from, from their traditional performance frameworks that, that rely wholly on skills, values, personality, experience, etc. I'm not saying we ignore these, not at all, but, but quite frankly, they are... They're just table stakes in, in today's fast-moving world. And, and the winners of 2018 will be those who focus on depending their, their, their people frameworks more concretely in impact and contribution, which, as a consequence, will enable them to map and deploy productive energy of their people in a real-time manner. I mean, so there are lots of predictions uh, around technology, AI, data, digital, etc. There'll be loads of those in your show, and, and they will continue to ring true but it will be the winners um, who can actually maximize the energy and impact of their human assets in line with their technology uh, advancements. I mean, we, many approaches we've seen by HR and people functions have, have been a means to an end, but no one really defines what the end is, and the end is always very difficult to, to define this fast-moving world. So um, we, we continue to be surprised that if we just innovate our talent initiatives, uh, we're feeling survived that, uh, surprised that they, they haven't actually worked. And that's because we would argue that innovation and game-changing are not the same thing, okay? So 
many of the predictions around technology on your show have been game-changing, genuinely game-changing. They make transformational change. So, so therefore, we can't just innovate around our current people frameworks and then hope for the best. So it is, it's time for, 2018 is the time for us to, to redefine the definition of talent in a multidimensional way. We are seeing organizations doing this successfully with some very enlightened HR functions. And in 2018, it is those organizations that can deploy people to maximize their impact real time, right time, aligned to fluid business objectives that the ones will succeed in 2018. And that's what Thank I you, Nathan. Profound. I appreciate that. And we'll talk about game changers in just a second. Cara DeGraff, Ms. DeGraff, you are up next at Vistex. Let's hear it. Go ahead, Cara. Thank you, Bonnie. Now, I, I think it's timely that I'm going right after because my prediction for the year is that we're going to see more and more incentives for people to do certain, have certain behaviors. So exactly as he was saying that um, you need to be able to target what ac- actions and activities and results you want and then be able to incent whether it's salespeople, individual employees or companies or consumers or different buyers on how they want to behave and what results you want to get. So more incentives, but with all of the AI and all of the other technology that everyone's been talking about, being able to know exactly what you should be incenting on and what results you want to get and what kind of programs you have, what results you're going to have with those programs before you even start them, and then ultimately get the, the, the finished results you want as opposed to just running a sale or running a promotion or doing a rebate program and hoping that you get the results you want, being able to, to target those. Very interesting. How will AI play into this? Can you give me a little more detail there, Kara? You mentioned AI and other sure. technology. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that there's enough information out there with all of the data that's there that you can now go through and actually predict. And with all of the different statistical models and the artificial intelligence that's out there, to be able to go in... Um, and say, you know, historically, this is what I did. This is the result that I got. And, um, you know, if we do this, then what's going to happen? And more of that predictive technology to be able to target the promotions that you need to do. In consumer products right now, there's a statistic that somewhere between 60 and 70% of the promotions don't get the results that you want. And being able to have all of that intelligence out there and all those predictive models you can increase that number so that instead of 20 succeeding, you're now going to have 20 failing. Interesting. Thank you very much, Kara. Let's move on to Ms. Vanessa Edmonds at TMG. Vanessa, I've got two minutes for you. Go ahead. Thank you so much, Bonnie. So I wanted to kick off today by offering my son a happy birthday. He turned 16 Uh, today. And I was talking with him last night about Game Changer Radio at dinner, and he wanted to offer me his leading prediction for 2018, and that is that the Dodgers will face off against the Yankees and win. (laughs) Sorry, Yankees. And when I let him know that we aren't really making sports predictions, but I appreciated the effort, he let me know that he's been paying a lot more attention over the last 16 years than I ever realized. And what he explained to me is that, When the new owners took possession of the team in 2012, they started combining old baseball methods, scouting, batting averages, et cetera, with a new type of data analytics called sabermetrics. And this is to better understand outcomes. And he believes that sabermetrics has been one of the major reasons for the team's success since 2012, and therefore he believes 2018 is going to be their year. 
Um, I thought this was really fun because it really was a good segue into my leading prediction for 2018, and it really relates to what's already been discussed, and that data analytics is going to mature to continue transforming and also improving the way we communicate with customers. And so what I see in 2018 that I believe is going to happen because it's critical to making this happen is that I believe companies are going to begin thinking about transformation as evolutionary. So instead of this thinking of initiatives and projects and things as sort of having an endpoint like a one and done, we're going to have to continue thinking about them in an evolutionary basis to keep up with changing markets and changing customer expectations. I believe that in 2018, we're going to get better at what was just discussed, predicting behaviors and so predicting customer behaviors. I think we're going to get better at personalizing every experience, but I think that we're also going to get better at not being creepy about it. So I know that, you know, some people get very concerned when they do an internet search and then it seems like they, they get all these push messages that might be a little too personal. So we're really going to work on not being as creepy as business people. And then also to give customers what they want most, which is speedy and painless real-time interaction 24-7. And so to do this, I believe businesses are going to put more focus on connected devices and technologies for one view of the truth. And I'm seeing a leading, um, there, this is leading to a really steady rise of platforms of all kinds. And then also seeing this proliferation of non-traditional channels to better serve customers. So, there continues to be a maturity of mobile everything and self-service. We're going to see a rise in messaging platforms beyond SMS, chatbots, digital assistants, and then new and improved social opportunities. And then my final thought is really to make this all happen, what we're going to see is a lot of internal changes need, that need to happen. Like we're going to need to think about businesses differently and silos coming down. And so we're going to see changing cultures business structures. We're going to see a change in roles. There's a lot of new roles being introduced to help with this transformation. And this is going to really help capitalize on the data coming in and allow businesses to be more agile overall. Thank you very much, Vanessa. You really nailed a lot of great ones there. And David Denbor is on from Column 5 Consulting. David, we're ready for you. Two minutes. Go ahead. Hi, Bonnie. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, in 2018, I see customers leveraging technology in, in new ways to advance their state of maturity. I think there's been a lot of focus on buying new technology, like in-memory uh, data platforms and uh, uh, artificial intelligence and predictive analytics. Uh, in 2018, I see the application of those solutions uh, in such a way that technology isn't really a question anymore. We don't have people worried about uh, what the, the power is of the database. It's just going to be assumed to be capable of whatever's in the imagination. So I see a lot of innovation in 2018, lots of new ideas, particularly in enterprise performance management where it was very difficult in the past to just automate manual tasks. And now in, in 2018 and beyond, they're going to be focusing on automating the analysis of, of uh, the data that's, that's now at your fingertips. We see a lot of our customers focused on AI, machine learning, and other areas that will help disrupt the job of a finance analyst uh, that's been relatively static for a number of decades. Wow, very interesting. I, when, whenever you mention uh, disruption, I think people sit up and take notice and say, what, my job, seriously, is that better or worse? Thank you very much, David. I'm going to run through the panel and quickly ask each of you, what was your favorite drink over the holidays? What made you smile? Nathan Ott, what was in your cup over the holidays? 
Um, as always at a Christmas, it would have been um, a Spanish red of some description. Okay, Spanish thank you. Very, Spanish red. We had another one of those from somebody before. Cara DeGraff, what were you drinking that made you happy? So I was actually sitting um, in a resort in Mexico this holiday, so we discovered pineapple coconut juice when I was drinking with my daughter, but as an adult beverage, the tequila sunrise really put a smile on my face. Oh, putting a smile on mine, Vanessa Edmonds, and happy birthday to your son, and thank you very much for his shout-out for the sports predictions. Vanessa, what was in your cup over the holidays? I wouldn't say that my what was in my cup exactly made me happy, but we sort of caught that sick funk that's been going through everyone's homes. And so in my cup is a mixture. It's all put in the blender. There's a lot of spinach, emergency, beets, ginger. I've been drinking a lot of vegetables over the holidays. Well, that sounds wonderful. And, and David Denbor, what was in your cup? Well, I went with a more traditional drink. I had an eggnog latte. Ooh, and I was just drinking eggnog right out of the carton. I, I allowed myself to do that. It was wonderful. I have a quick uh, shout-out to all of you and all of our guests. I, we're going to not take a break, by the way. Wendy and um, who we got? Wendy and Brian and David, we're going to bring you on in a second without a break, so just hang tight. We we actually doubled or tripled our listenership in 2017 for all of our Game Changers series. There are 30 of them now, and we reached over 925,000 listeners all over the world last year year. So to all of you who were part of our shows, I want to thank you for your your brilliance, for your savvy, for your insights, and for sharing your wisdom. And that goes for my four panelists who were just on. So thank you to the four of you. We're going to drop your lines now. Bye to Nathan, bye to Kara, bye to Vanessa, and bye to David. And we're now going to bring on our third, our fourth segment, Wendy Wilson, Brian Katz, and David Parrish. And let me tell you who they are. And I think we've got, yes, we're going live here. So Wendy Wilson has over 14 years of consulting experience and six in project management and business impact analysis. She was responsible for solution architecture. She's at SAP, by the way, and has a background in managing and leading software implementations. Brian Katz is the... No, you didn't drop. You're on. Brian Katz is the director of mobile strategy for EUC in the office of the CTO for VMware. Previously, he was the head of end user experience and innovation Hello. at Sanofi. Brian Katz, director of mobile strategy for EUC in the office of the CTO for VMware. He was the head of end user experience and innovation at Sanofi. Started his career with a multinational New York financial company as an email architect and rounding out the panel is my friend david parish denver parish parish denver he's sap senior global marketing director for the automotive and industrial sectors he previously held positions in with jd edwards peoplesoft and qad going back to 1999 so windy can we get windy and i does she know she's on Wendy Wilson, welcome. Uh, yeah, I got I, dropped, but they put you back on. <laughs> you're fine. We're ready for your predictions. I've got two minutes. They're all yours. Go ahead, Wendy. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, my prediction for uh, 2018 is that we're going to see a lot of companies reassessing their um, technical strategic plans and taking a look at how to adjust um, possibly stop some of the roadmaps that they're doing and move forward and even reevaluate options for the cloud and also moving forward with their ERP transformations and, and how to really improve their uh, total cost of operations by um, streamlining their business processes and, and their uh, technical architecture. I think that I've seen a, quite a bit around that whole end-to-end transformation um, and, and really leading towards what they can do to be more innovative and uh, improving on um, being more uh, proactive instead of reactive in their business processes. And so those are the things that I've seen uh, really a growing interest in. 
Thank you very much. Brief and to the point, Mr. Brian Katz at VMware. Welcome, Brian. Happy New Year. And what are your predictions? We're ahead of schedule now. Go ahead. Well, great to be here, Bonnie. Thank you. And actually, I guess you have an old bio because I'm now the enterprise architect at Oath um, Technology. Oh, okay. But that's okay. Um, uh, You gave me a limited amount of time, so let me be as quick as I can. Um, I'm going to make two predictions, personal and business. On sure. personal, we're really getting closer to the world of the movie Her, you know, with digital assistance and cognitive computing, um, big buzzwords, but going mobile. You know, we're seeing computer chips. Qualcomm just released a brand new one that improves power consumption. And we're going to see headphones similar to AirPods or the like that you really can't see, but we'll have digital assistance built in, will last all day, and that's going to combine with machine learning and AI so that the augmented reality glasses that we've been talking about for a couple of years in the enterprise are actually going to start becoming a little more commonplace for people, and things are going to conform to you. So you're going to get in a rental car or car or ride sharing or whatever, and it's going to adjust to you. You're going to walk, there's actually a hotel right now that when you walk into, um, it knows your personal preference for temperature and sets the thermostat automatically. Things like that, we're going to start seeing a little more commonplace, that things are customized based upon who you are. Um, and I think that with the business, we're going to see identity and trust move to the forefront, especially with the European GDPR rules going into effect in May and the number of breaches that are not just happening but are being reported. People will care more about trust and reputation. And to deal with, you know, for, your, for a company to be successful, they're going to have to show how they react to that and how they actually keep your privacy and how they actually encourage you to trust them and to buy from them. And that's what we'll see happen. At the same time, we're going to see the Internet of everything and machine learning and AI become the way that businesses allow their employees to focus more on moving the company forward versus keeping the lights on. And trying to pack it all into two minutes, but those are the two big predictions I see. That's fantastic. Thank you. Tell me again, Internet of Everything will be what now for companies? I just want to tweet this. Tell me the Internet one, of Everything one. and machine learning and AI will become the way that businesses allow employees to actually focus on their work versus keeping the lights on. So as we start putting sensors on everything and we can actually build some automated responses in and reactions to it, you know, we'll know before a server fails that it's going to fail. We'll know before something happens that it's going to happen, and we can fix it proactively, and people can spend more time actually doing work to move the business forward. Wow. Thank you very much. And, David Parrish, you are up. I saved two minutes for you. Can't wait. Go ahead, David. Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and thanks again for having me, Bonnie. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you. For 2018 in the automotive world that I focus on, I see more of the connected, autonomous, shared, and electrified strategy, CASE, if you will, is the acronym, and kind of echoing what Brian said around the Internet of Things and all this uh, productivity with sensors, what I see is the, the onset of 5G network um, from an infrastructure and hardware standpoint finally coming online, and this is for everything from vehicles drones, robots, sensors, semi-trucks, buses, ships, you name it. Um, And what they're predicting, these providers of the hardware and the infrastructure and the networks, are that uh, Internet speed 75 times faster than currently available. And I think we're going to see that uh, sooner rather than later. And what that means for a lot of manufacturers that I deal with is um, is not only just better productivity, but 
uh, increase in the data monetization that we hear a lot. You know, these sensors are producing a lot of data. Um, as we've talked about in the past, everyone from insurance companies to um, the original equipment manufacturers to spare parts manufacturers wants that information and wants to make money off that information. There's also content providers. As we know, the more, uh, the more connected these vehicles become, there's more opportunity for things like entertainment and service opportunities. So that's really all enabled by this 5G network and the speeds that are coming on board. And then the second part that I think is really crucial is this drive towards autonomous. Um, you've heard a lot about it over the years. I think we're getting closer and closer to that level four and five autonomy in the automotive space. But what, what's more important for most of us, um, regular drivers, if you will, is what they call ADAS, Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. And this is things like push button parallel parking or a backup camera that helps you back up your boat trailer or something like that. And I think we'll see more and more of those in the higher end vehicles uh, coming on board soon with, you know, predictions of anything from 15 to 20 sensor systems in any high end vehicle uh, produced in the next few years. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for 2018, Bonnie. Thank you. Tell me something, David. When it comes to cars, will more people be driving electric? Will more people be giving up their personal cars? I asked this at at our event uh, for automotive in Las Vegas uh, a couple of months ago when I was hosting some interviews. Are you going to give up your car anytime soon and go into sharing, or what are you going to do? Not personally. I do do personally quite a bit of sharing um, if I go into the city, but out here in the suburbs and in the rural areas, um, I'm I'm sticking with my, uh, my old school Ford truck, um, but the advances around electrification um, are pretty astounding, and it remains to be seen. I think who's gonna who's gonna win that battle, so to speak. But I think Tesla is is struggling a bit at the moment. Um, but you know they they plan on having a commercially available vehicle or a, a more economic vehicle for for mass consumption. Not quite there yet, and GE is, or excuse me, GM is making some very bold claims around electrification. So I think we'll see the cost go down and the usage go up. And same with shared, same with autonomous, same with connected. You're just going to see more, more and more of this technology become commonplace. Thank you very much. Very exciting. Quickly, Wendy, what was your favorite drink over the holiday? Tell me now. That would be Prosecco. All right. Good choice. Brian Katz, what was in your cup over the holiday? Um, I'm a cider drinker, and I found a Red Branch uh, Cider Company Hard Black Cherry Cider, which was excellent. Ooh, have to try that. David Parrish, what was in your cup over the holidays? Outstanding. Well, Bonnie, I heard you mention drinking eggnog directly out of the carton. Yeah, yeah. I will admit I have done in the past, but this year um, my Uncle Joe made some homemade eggnog with a secret recipe that he would not share with us, but it was divine. Very well, terrible. ask yeah, tell your uncle. I won't tell anybody if he sends me the secret recipe. I won't even tell you because I will. I will thank him on the radio show. So I want to thank Wendy and Brian and David and everybody else who helped us have a wonderful session here on part four of our 2018 prediction specials here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Guess what? Good news. We have more next week, part five, next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Business Channel. So thank you to everyone, and thank you again to our listeners around the world for making Coffee Break and all of our other Game Changers series so popular. We are thrilled that you are listening. And if you have anything you want to tell me about topics you're interested in 2018, 
find me, bonnie.d.gram at sap.com, and I will pass it along to the series. We have 15 series coming up this year. Wow. Here's my call to action. Fasten your seat. And shout out to Aaron, Aaron Keller at, at uh, the Business Channel. He's my engineer extraordinaire, and he's a very brave soul for doing this with me. Here's my seat, my seatbelt. Fasten your seatbelt. Put the eggnog down. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week right here on Coffee Break. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.